Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Puck is cleared by Boston out to center. One sixteen to go in the third period. Sabres dump it in Paterka. Carlo gets a touch on it first. Skinner is down there with Middlestat. Coyle trying to trap it on the wall. One minute remaining in the third period. Sabres trailing by three. Six skaters on the ice here. And Darlene will not be able to keep it in the zone. Dylan Cousins, Victor Olofsson. Rasmus Dahlin just couldn't control that puck and it's outside the line with 33 seconds. This time Dahlin will carry it in. Sends it around the wall. Middlestat backhand. Dylan Cousins. Olofsson. Skinner. Near side. Saved by Olmark. Victor Olofsson up top with 17 seconds. Dahlin to the far circle. Skinner fan on the shot and Olmark makes the save. Did not get all of that one. Well, they've had to make Linus Allmark work here in the third period, getting the pucks in that right there. Skinner, just one foot shot there. You're not going to get everything you need to get on it when you're kind of caught on the one foot right there. And he just slides this one through, and Linus Allmark able to make that left pad say and keep it out. And Jeff Skinner just continues to have conversations with the Boston players. We've got 12 seconds left here on the board. Bruins win the draw this time. Clearing attempt kept in by power at the far point. Patient against Heinen. Near side, Ryan Johnson. Power up top. Takes the shot at the horn. That hits Simkus in the boot. I mean, that kind of says it all about the night, doesn't it? A 5-2 win for Boston. Victor Olofsson gets the two goals for Buffalo. And the Sabres will look to regroup before they hit the road after this 5-2 defeat on home ice to the Bruins. All right, thank you very much, Dan and Rob. Brian Colzio with you here. Sabres fall 5-2. It was pretty much Bruins from start to finish. The night began with a nice celebration for Kyle Oposo for his 1,000th game, but pretty much all downhill the rest of the way. Uh, in favor of the Bruins. A 5-2 final, Victor Olofsson scoring both Sabre goals. When we come back, we will get the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show underway. Live locker room reaction coming up. I'm sure we will hear from Kyle. Uh, Paul Hamilton's take, Don Granado, highlights and scores all coming your way. Final score from downtown Buffalo. Boston 5, Buffalo 2. The postgame is next. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Allmark was gone shopping and out of the office. Meanwhile, a three-on-one back the other way in front. 
and they score. The Boston Bruins counter, and Carlo puts them up three nothing with 4:46 remaining in the opening period. That was your game-winning goal, Dan Dunleavy on the call. 15-14 mark of the first period. Brandon Carlo's first in a four-on-four situation put Boston up three to nothing. It's our play of the game, our NOCO play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, the official natural gas and electric supplier to the Buffalo Sabres. As we welcome you here back to KeyBank Center and the press box, Brian Colsey along with Pat Malacaro. It's the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. That Carlo goal, the game winner, 3-0 Boston after the first, 5-1 after two, and then a 5-2 final. The Sabres dropped their second in a row. They're in Winnipeg on Friday. Pat, the bright spot of this entire night was unfortunately during pregame, the nice ceremony for Kyle Oposo the rest of the way. Yuck. Yeah, and pretty much, I mean, how many times this year have we seen the opponent come into this building in just a couple of minutes into the game, score the first goal and take the crowd right out of it. And you're right, it was a great ceremony. Uh, the the uh, presentation on the ice, the video tribute to Kyle Oposo, the arena once again was ready to go. Uh, and the Sabres, just for whatever reason, now you are facing the best team in the league, I understand that, uh, one of the best teams, especially in the East. But the Bruins just came in and asserted themselves right from the start and that's now multiple times that's happened to the Sabres here. The first period wasn't as one-sided as the score would say. The shots were, were close. Chances were close. Boston has buried every single one that they had, and the Sabres didn't convert on any of theirs. And unfortunately, it's just the same old story with this Boston Bruins team. They've been at the top of the standings for years. They, they seem to have you know uh, the Sabres' number every time they, they match up recently. And again... All right, Kyle Oposo, of course, honored tonight. Let's hear from Kyle live in the room with Paul. Kyle, congrats on your 1,000th game. Uh, what did you think of the ceremony with your family and everybody out there? Uh, tough, tough, uh, tough to put into words. You know what what um, that video meant, and um, that my family was there to celebrate it with me it was extremely special. Uh, definitely super emotional and. You know, seeing seeing what the kids had to say, what my wife had to say, and and you know all the guys too. It was uh, it was really special. Nice to have Eric here with you too. I mean, you've known him for so long, and to have, be teammates with him now and have him here for tonight. Yeah, it was uh, definitely special. Just you know, I've said it before, kind of career coming full circle, and um, I've known him for a long time. So special to have him be uh, be a part of the night. Probably so many moments over the course of a career where you're not sure it's going to come, right? A thousand, thousand games with injuries and everything else. I mean, did that kind of hit you while you were watching that? Um, I don't know if it was more that or just, you know, just how hard it is and um, how much it means to the people that are with me every day and um, that I get to spend with and. Um, you know, with these guys in the locker room to try and, you know, and impart some some different life lessons on, on them and, and just try and help them grow as, as young men every day and, and um, have them be good people. You know, that, that means a lot to me. And then to, to watch how much it, it means to my family and, and you know, that's, 
your kids just look at you and and they say they're proud of you and you know we're we're having cinnamon rolls this morning at 6:30 that you know it was uh it was a pretty special pretty special day Eliana old enough that she'll probably remember this you know like you're lucky enough to have your kids around for this but old enough too do you reflect on that at all yeah definitely the older two for sure will remember and um you know it's it's a it's a special thing for them you know I I don't know exactly what they're feeling but I can see it in their eyes kind of um how special of a moment it is for them and just that they get to come on the ice and and sharing a moment like that with uh, with mom and dad is is something I will definitely look back on um, very fondly. Did you know that your son's favorite player was Tate Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at that for sure. He has uh, he has a, a few different favorites, but usually he says he's Kyle Oposo, um, and he's Buffalo Goatheads, and and I'm somebody else. But um, that was that was awesome. That's on brand for Emmett. He's a uh, He's a little stinker. Uh, what'd you make of, of the first period? You guys had chances. Um. Yeah, it was a it was a tough one. Like it just seemed like everything was going in, and we we didn't play that bad. It was just you know we we weren't creating second opportunities, and you know Linus played really well over there in the first, and they capitalized on their opportunities, and that was kind of it. I mean, and, and then it was um, it was hard to take back that momentum and. You know that's a team. That's a confident bunch over there. They're a mature group. They um, they've been doing it for a long time, and and they just took advantage of of feeling confident, feeling good. They smelt a little bit of weakness on our part, and uh, they exploited it. Kyle, what's it going to take to maybe get to your game on a more consistent basis as a team? Um, you know, I th- I just think we have to get back to I said it before, like what makes us good, and you know that's pressuring pucks, that's being fast, that's being all over teams and then when we do have it you know using our speed using our creativity um still playing smart with the puck but just putting pressure on teams when we do have it that oh my god these guys can score every time they touch the puck and and that might take a little bit of time and that's something that um i think maybe we took for granted a little bit coming into the year hey we we scored so many goals last year that we kind of thought we were going to come in and just do the same thing and that would be in our back pocket for us but uh it hasn't been and that's something we got to work at and we got to talk about and um, we got to continue to find that and, and find what really makes us successful. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle Oposo on the post game. Ryan, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Congratulations to Kyle Oposo. Very cool moment for him and his family. A thousand games. Really, really great accomplishment uh, in the NHL. Two goals tonight for Victor Olafson. He's up next with Paul. Victor, can a night like tonight get you started? I know I've talked to you many times how you can be a streaky goal scorer at times. A couple of pucks finally went in for you. Can this kind of get you rolling? Yeah, I hope so. Um, it's always nice to score, and especially when you haven't scored uh, this season. It's nice to get those uh, first two ones, and hopefully, like you said, I'll get going. What was different for you tonight that you were able to get a couple of goals? Uh, I feel like I just kind of attacked a little bit more. I kind of uh, search uh, those pucks around the net, uh, kind of uh, not just looking for open eyes. I tried to just go to the net and got a lucky bounce there, the first one, and then the second one, J.D., uh, found me with a great pass, so uh, I think that was it. What's the challenge in creating against that team, Victor, once once you fall behind the way that it went tonight? Uh, I think we did create a lot. It's just it's tough against a team like Boston when you're, when you're down 3 nothing early, um, and... Uh, 
it's, it's kind of weird to say, but I don't think it was that bad of a game. I feel like the, the chances we gave up were great A's, and uh, they capitalized on it. Um, so it's it's obviously a really good hockey team, but um, there, there's a lot of good stuff to take from it too. How have you handled this season mentally? Um, it's been tough, obviously, being in and out, and uh, I had a tough time to, to get going. Um, but I, I learned a lot from last year, um, being in the kind of similar situation. So um, just gotta gotta work out every day, and um, hopefully get get the opportunity and take it when it comes. You guys, as a team, have proven when you play the way Don Granado wants you to, you play well and you win. How do you guys get to that game more consistently? Because it doesn't seem like you're getting there on a consistent basis. Yeah, I feel like some nights we're just uh, a little bit off, like timing-wise. I feel like we're not really coming up the ice together. Uh, we're not pressuring together. It's usually one guy goes, and we don't really have uh, the second or third guy to, to back him up. And um, it's got to be tough if you play like that in this league, and uh, we just got to gotta be more connected all over the ice. How about Kyle? Uh, to see you know what the, the ceremony with him and see his kids out there. What was it like to be one of his teammates just watching that? Uh, really special. Um, um, I can't. I can't think of a guy that deserves this uh, this more. And it's just cool to see um, him celebrating with his family. Um, and it's uh, it was a special night for sure. You sit next to him in the locker room when things aren't going well. Does he help you? I mean, uh, try to get through it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he, he's been through a lot uh, himself, and uh, it's a guy you, you can turn to um, about anything really. So it's it's nice to sit next to him for sure. Thank you, Victor. Thank you. Victor Olofsson on the postgame. Brian, back to you. Okay, Paul, thank you. Victor Olofsson scoring his first and second of the season as we get our blue and gold locker reports in. Brought to you by Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center. Early detection of cancer is our goal. Get in the game at roswellpark.org slash WGR. Bruins win it 5-2 to two over the Sabres. Still to come, we're going to hear from Sabres head coach Don Granato. Get Paul Hamilton's take. Uh, highlights, stats, scores, standings, update, all coming your way here as we roll on on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on WGR, more postgame from KeyBank Center. Final score here tonight, Boston 5, Buffalo 2. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. Drop pass at the line by Middlestaff. It's going to come outside the zone. Boston will take advantage of that and make a quick change. Sabres trying to get back into the zone quickly. Middlestaff slides it through. Allmark slides out. Middlestaff couldn't get a bouncing puck. Allmark was... Got shopping and out of the office. Meanwhile, a three-on-one back the other way in front, and they score. The Boston Bruins counter, and Carlo puts them up 3-0. Brandon Carlo's goal there at the end of the highlight, but before that, one of Buffalo's best chances. Linus Allmark coming up big against his old team. Allmark in the game, faced 33 shots, made 31 save. That one, the save of the game, brought to you by your Upstate Honda dealers. To see the exciting all-new Honda lineup, visit your local Upstate Honda dealer today. 
Welcome back here to the Press Box at KeyBank Center. Brian Colziel, Pat Malacaro, Paul Hamilton is down in the media room awaiting Sabres head coach Don Granato. We'll get you there coming up in just one moment. 5-2 Bruins roll. It was pretty much over in the first period. It was 3-0 uh, after one. And then Boston scored again early second. Steen scored at 4.07 to make it 4-0. Limpole made it 5-0 on the power play before Olofsson ends up scoring late second and late third uh, to finish it with a 5-2 final. Yeah, the uh, the best part of the night was the pregame ceremony for Kyle Oposo. Uh, you know, we know Oposo coming back this year as the captain again. I know there's an argument to be made that uh, maybe it was time to move on from him, but in terms of what he means to these players personally, uh, it is invaluable, and I know that's a big piece of why Kevin Adams and Don Granato wanted him back. Uh, they call him dad in the room. They know he's the unquestioned leader. They all listen when he has something to say. Uh, I think, you know, tonight that ceremony was extremely well done uh, by the Sabres uh, game presentation crew, so kudos to them uh, on getting the videos and uh, some of the things that were down on the ice uh, before the ceremony with the family. It was it was very well done. And Oposo, uh, you know, no matter how many more games he ends up playing for the Sabres organization, I still think will re- be remembered in a positive way. He was definitely kind of the glue that transitioned from the post-Jack-Eichel Jack Eichel era to now. We know, of course, Eichel was a captain. Uh, that didn't go well, as we know, and uh, Oposo kind of took things over. Oposo was very close with Eichel as well, uh, so that transition to lead over kind of into the next group that is extremely young, still the youngest group in the NHL, uh, to have Oposo around to kind of get that back going. Uh, we know that there's been a lot of strides made since he took over as captain, and still a lot more to go, and tonight is a reminder of that, that they still are a very, very inconsistent team. And Don Granado's message still isn't happening in terms of what he wants his team to do on a nightly basis. The Sabres continue to be poor on home ice. Uh, they continue to, against some of the best teams, look like they maybe aren't ready to take that next step to be a playoff team. So there are some negatives with this game. In fact, almost all, almost all negative from this game tonight. And, of course, that also leads us to one of the Sabres' best players being injured twice in this game. Tage Thompson was hurt in the first. He and McAvoy kind of collided, and then it looked as though the skate of McAvoy um, ended up kind of piercing his bottom of his leg. I don't know if he got stitched up. We'll find out here from Don Granato shortly. And then toward the end of the second, there was a shot from, ironically enough, McAvoy again that hit Thompson in the arm. Uh, He did not return, so the team called it an upper body injury. He had, obviously, the lower body injury earlier in the game, uh, so Thompson's injury definitely uh, going to be something that we'll wait to hear from Don Granado about. But that's the big injury news of the night with Tage Thompson. The injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. We will uh, wait to hear from Don Granado to see if there's any update on that here uh, as the Sabres fall tonight by a score of 5-2. to two. On the road for three in a row now, Winnipeg Friday, Chicago Sunday, Washington next Wednesday. Next home game won't be until after Thanksgiving, the Friday after Thanksgiving uh, against Pittsburgh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and maybe, again, these home woes. Why can't they do better in home? Why can't they do better uh, against these better teams at home? Uh, Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News, kind of some information. He said how bad the the team has been at home at times this year. A losing record, 4-5. and They've been outscored 21-27. to Um, and they've had some bad home losses, 5-1, 5-1, 5-2, and 3-1. Uh, 
They've only gone over three, only one time have they gotten over three goals at home. But they get it done on the road. Four times they've gone over four or more. So, I mean, winning at home, out at Don Granado has talked about it quite a bit, establishing home ice advantage. And it just not it does not happen in this building. And on nights when it's packed and it's rocking, sometimes the Sabres are extremely underwhelming. We know that there's games where there are quite a bit of opposition fans in the building. That makes for, I guess, a unique challenge for the home team, whether it's Toronto or Montreal or even Boston. A pretty good fan contingent here tonight. The Rangers uh, travel well when they're in here. Uh, you know, I know that this building right now, they would love it to be filled with Saber fans. And you know what? Friday nights and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons, it'll probably be full because the team still has a lot of potential and some and a lot of interest right now. And I think that, you know, you'll get good crowds. But these weeknights, I mean, today, 14,000 was announced, 14,840. I mean, you have a couple of more bad clunkers like this at home. It's going to all of a sudden turn into 12 and, you know, it can get out of hand pretty quickly here. The lower bowl seats are also more empty than I think they should be. But more on the seats in a moment. Don Granato now live. Tasia is going to miss some time here, uh, probably some significant time, unfortunately. Um, fought through the first injury, couldn't fight through the second one in that game. So um, credit to him, the battle. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. About the, the uh, before we get into the game, talk about the ceremony with Kyle and what that kind of meant to everybody, just to see that with his family. Yeah, you know, again, uh, I've mentioned it. You you play a thousand games. There's there's a lot of grind. Um, tonight is evident of it. Uh, you, there's lots of exciting things, and there's lots of uh, lots of ups, and there's lots of downs when you play a thousand games. And he's um, he's exemplified uh, a, a lot of really good things through all of that, and tough night uh you know overall for the group for the team for guys that love them and uh in that locker room uh and and i know that's a big big disappointment to our guys uh to not uh perform better and obviously get a win what did you think about the start you guys had chances in the first period but they they obviously capitalized on on theirs yeah they they were sharper um obviously than we were as you mentioned we had chances they were sharper and and we need uh, to look in the mirror on that, I know we will. Um, but uh, we we generated looks that uh, you know could have been converted, probably with a little bit more. And um, you know, obviously that is not good enough. And um, you know, as I mentioned, you talk about uh, the night being Postos the 1,000th game. Uh, I know our group. I know they'll be ex- extremely disappointed and down as a result. Uh, and they will look in the mirror. Devin, after the goal, did you consider it earlier? Uh, just uh, the timing of it was a little. It was. Early. It was an odd game. While well, we held to give Upi a little bit of time there um, after the fifth goal, um, just to get here and get ready. Um, I mean, you're 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 considering it in situations like that, even for momentum swings. Uh, so yeah, you're you're considering it, and and we did prior. I mean, with Tage likely to miss significant time, how much does how much do you really turn to Casey and Dylan to step up and, and be 
top six centers and, and even elevate their game, missing somebody like that? They're going to have to. I think those are two guys that uh, you know have a, a track record of responding to uh, mm-hmm. adversity and challenge, and this is a much greater challenge now um, presented to them and to us as a group. Um, you know, obviously we're down. We're down Quinn, we're down Tuck, now we're down Thompson, and, and uh, the hope is to get Tucker back. Uh, but at the center position specifically, uh, Middlestead and Cousins will, will need to rise in this situation. And again, their track record shows that they've done that. For how Devin will respond to this and just, you know, obviously he's working through new experiences and doing it at this level. How do you hope he, he responds to this? Yeah, obviously you hope he responds well. Um, and and you know you do what you can to help him through this. This is all of these situations are, you know, gained experience. Uh, unfortunately, you know, not good experience is experience that you need to gain and, and hindsight in it. And um, he's competitive. He battles. He uh, he's very intelligent about the position itself, about himself um, as well. I think he'll. Um, I think he'll. This is like I said about our team. They'll, they'll respond. This is what you go through. It's it's an 82 game grind, and you uh, the the you know pro sports are unrelenting, and you've got to fight back. And um, you know that's the position we're all in. Um, I think Devin embraces that as well. Obviously, always didn't score five, but was it at least a relief to see him kind of shake that off? And get very nice. Very nice to see Vic uh, score a couple. Obviously. He has proven in the past that uh, he, when he gets into a rhythm, he he can, you know, he he usually clicks pretty good, and it's nice to see that he's worked hard, and um, we obviously hope for more. Is he a little different tonight? Maybe I mean, yeah, the one puck goes off the back wall, but he's there at the net to scoop it up, and then he's in front of the net for the second goal. Was he maybe a little different in his play tonight? Yeah, I thought he was opportunistic. Exactly. Um, I, I thought that. Uh, you know, again, we're, we're going to be asking guys to rise, obviously, with injuries. And um, I thought he, he rose upon need tonight and played, uh, played played well. He shifted him around a bit and different line mates. But uh, his sense of objective is uh, it, it was greater and has been greater for some time. So I think the, the couple goals tonight are uh, a result of a process for him rather than just uh, happening on its own tonight. It was more of the first or the second injury for Tage that is going to keep him out long. Uh, second one, yeah. The first one was uh, he got a cut on the first one, and so and was able to come come back and play. So, yeah. thanks. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado, and some just awful news. Tage Thompson will miss not only he. The, the phrase exactly from head coach Don Granado was, he will miss significant time. Man, that is a huge blow. Sabres' best goal scorer, best offensive player, will miss significant time. We know, of course, the Bills last night hit their season low. The Sabres tonight have, you know, this game obviously... You know, I'm not going to sit here and say it was the worst game of the season, but it was not good. And they're not trending well. They're not consistent. And then you find out Tage Thompson's going to miss significant time. Back-to-back nights, this, the Bills and the Sabres have now hit season's low points on back-to-back nights. I mean, for fans, 
last night a huge punch in the gut. If you are invested in the Sabres as much as you are in the Bills or closely, then tonight is putt punch in the gut number two. Just awful news on Thompson there. 5-2 Boston. Tage is going to miss significant time. That's a, that's a huge blow for the Sabres. Final stats brought to you by Level Financial Advisors, helping you retire better. Visit levelfa.com. The shots end up 33-31 Buffalo. It was 12-12 in the third. Power plays, Buffalo 0 of 2. Boston 1 of 3. Allmark makes 31 saves. Levi was pulled after letting in 5 on 18. Lukanen was perfect the rest of the way, 13 for 13. Your three stars, Pasternak with three points, a goal and two assists. He's star number three. McAvoy had a couple of assists in the game, star number two. And Linus Allmark, number one star tonight. Uh, he is our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Ford. When you think Ford, think Town Ford. Your drive home from the game brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers post game 5-2 Boston. We're going to take a timeout. We'll get more on Tage Thompson's injury. Big blow to the Sabres beyond the blowout loss tonight to the Bruins. Paul Hamilton's take coming up. We'll update you on the standings, get the scoreboard all coming your way. More post game from KeyBank Center. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Samuelson comes over against Lauko, second time he's been showing the boards. Dan Dunleavy there on the call, our hit of the game. It's the Clinton Collision hit of the game, brought to you by Clinton Collision. We are there when you need a repair. Back here at KeyBank Center, where 14,840 saw the Bruins roll the Sabres 5-2. The Sabres dropped to 7-8-1. The bright spot of the night, a very nice ceremony for Captain Kyle Oposo as he played in his 1,000th game. Pretty much no other good news the rest of the way. The game was all Bruins. It was 3-0 after 1, 5-1 after 2, and ended up 5-2. And then the news got even worse as we found out Tage Thompson will miss, quote, significant time. That according to Sabres head coach Don Granato. So a big blow for Sabres uh, and their best offensive player, Tage Thompson, going to be out a while. All right, let's go down to Paul Hamilton out in the media room. All right, Paul, well, I definitely want to ask you about Kyle Oposo here, but obviously the Tage Thompson news has jumped to the front of the page. Uh, that's a huge blow for the Sabres here right now, who are obviously struggling with being consistent, and now they lose their best offensive player. Yeah, they do, and, you know, we were talking in the second intermission. I was just saying, I don't know if this team can start playing the way the coaching staff and Don Granato wants them to play. It's been a year and a half now where – they play it sometimes, and when they do play it, like Colorado game, they play it very well, and they usually win. And that should show them that, why are you so stubborn about it? I mean, if you just play that way, you're going to be able to be better in the way you go, but they don't do it enough. But now that you're going to have, I mean, there's some injuries that you can't overcome, and that, that one is it. I mean, to have Tage Thompson out for a significant time, uh, that's just one right now. They don't have enough depth. In, in this organization that they can afford to lose. They don't have enough depth with, when they've been without Alex Tuck lately and to lose, lose Tage Thompson. And, you know, I, I think 
at center, I'm talking overall depth. I have, I have no problem with Casey Middlestat and Dylan Cousins being the top two centers on your team. They're just not Tage Thompson, that's all. Um, I, I thought Dylan Cousins was much better. I, I happened to write in the article, the pregame article today, that he just seemed lost. And I know why. I understand it. I, I mean, he had no nowhere to play. I mean, because Casey Middlestaff pretty much had taken over that number two center position behind Tage Thompson, and there was just no place to put Dylan Cousins, and he was all over the place, on the wing, over here and over there, and – he, he started the game on the Thompson line, and he looked really good. I thought he played really, really well tonight. Uh, you know, the, I know there are a lot of negatives in the game. I thought that was a positive. I liked his game a lot, especially in the first period. I thought he was on it, and he was on his game, and he looked like Dylan Cousins again. Um, you know, and Don Granado has told us many times, you know, he does get frustrated, and I think he was getting frustrated. It's like, okay, what's my role here? I don't – you know, type of a thing, and, and it just wasn't going well for a while. I mean, coming into this game, he was tied with Henry Yoki Haru in points, you know, and, 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 uh, Dylan, and Owen Power had one more point than him. So, I mean, that's, that's not Dylan Cousins, and, and you know, I, Dylan Cousins is a very, very good hockey player, and uh, I, I just think he decided tonight that, you know, that's it. I'm just going to go and play my game, and I thought he did even before Thompson got hurt, and then he slid to center and still I thought was very good throughout the game, and uh, they're going to need him to be Dylan Cousins, and I thought he was tonight. Paul, can the, can the Sabres team overcome, though, Thompson's absence if this is let, – let's just throw a number out there. Let's say it's six to eight weeks. Let's just say that. Like, I mean, can, can they actually overcome that to have him out that long? Well, he got hit in the wrist with a shot. Take it from there. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to play one. Um, but and he's going to miss significant time. So again, I'm not. Again, I'm not a doctor. But uh, we know what that could possibly mean, and that means about a, a while. And no, I, honestly, I mean, I know it's the next guy up mentality. But you know, he's maybe this is an opportunity now for a guy like Kulik. Uh, who is, you know, ripping up offensively the American Hockey League and by all accounts has improved his defensive play even in the month he's been down there since training camp. Now, training camp did not go well here. His preseason games did not go well. He did not look good offensively. He definitely did not look good defensively. He just did not have a good camp. He just showed, he and Roseanne showed, they were not ready for the National Hockey League yet. Well, they've had a month of... Learning in Rochester, you know, I'm not in practice. I don't see the Amherst practice. Um, but as I said, I've heard that he has improved his overall game. So maybe, you know, this is going to be a chance for him to slide in and, and get some time on, on one of their top lines and, uh, you know, be able to play center while doing it because he's a natural centerman and he's played center down in Rochester. But where is the room for him in the Buffalo lineup at center uh, when you got Middlestack, Cousins, and Thompson, probably for a long time, depending on if they re-sign Casey Middlestat on a long-term contract. So um, we just give him an opportunity, possibly, if he's ready, you know, where, wherever his game might be right now. So it might be an opportunity for him. But again, Yuri Kulik is not Tage Thompson, nor is Casey Middlestat, nor is Dylan Cousins. So um, it's going to be a very, very tough task 
for this team to start playing the way they're capable of and be the team they're capable of without a guy like him. As I said, he, he is one of the few guys that they can't afford to lose, and they're going to lose him now for, quote, significant time. Paul Hamilton down in the Sabres media room here on our Upstate Honda Dealers postgame show, 5-2 Bruins beat the Sabres. Paul, the Bruins just continue to always, always, always bury chances when the Sabres give them the opportunity to. Um, and look at how many guys tonight that maybe the average fan didn't even know their name that got their first goal tonight. I mean, mm. for the Bruins, four of their five goals came on guys' first goal of the season. So, I mean, this isn't all Marchand and Pasternak. I know they were in on it, but, like, there's others that are just getting goals here. Um, I know that's a partial story on the Bruins and how good that organization is, but for the Sabres uh, to not be kind of ready to go here after kind of a what should have been a positive and a, I guess you know buzz in the building here with the Kyle Oposo pregame ceremony here. I mean, I, it's it's really disappointing uh, for the Sabres to really almost in this game have no shot at all. It was it it felt over 409 into the game when it was two nothing. And I, I will agree with Kyle Oposo this game. They weren't awful, but they were giving up. I mean, they were awful on the goals. I mean, the first one, I don't like the rebound. I hate the way Heinen is able to stand there in front, and Owen Power just, again, is kind of oblivious to him and just stands next to him. Well, instead of just standing there, time up. You know, don't let him jump on that rebound. And that's what they can learn from the Boston Bruins. They are on every puck. They're hard on pucks. If there's a loose puck around the crease, it's going in the net, or they're going to make the goaltender make a phenomenal save because they will outfight you for the puck. They will outwork you for the puck. That's their whole premise on why they're always so good, no matter how many players retire and go out of their lineup. That's one of the reasons why. And Heinen does that, and he gets the goal. On the other side of that coin, in the third period, the Sabres were putting some great pressure on Linus Allmark. All right, they got three guys to the net. They were all at the net, but they didn't work hard enough to get that puck. Boston got that puck. Had any one of those three Sabres worked a little bit harder to get that loose puck, it was in the net. But that's what I'm talking about, to do anything to get that loose puck and to be able to put it in the net. The Bruins do it, and the Sabres don't. And that is the difference between those two teams. I've got a quick thought on Victor Olison, Paul. He finally breaks out. I know fans are quick to jump on. He scores in meaningless times, but he gets two there late. Let's face it. You, you look at the two goals he scored. I thought he was better in this game. Why did he score those goals? Yeah, all right, power shot goes off the back wall. But where is he? He's right, right at the net. He's not always there. So give him credit when he is there. And he was around the net throughout the evening, I thought. I thought this was a better game for him because he, he was involved. He was around the net. So he's around the net. He got rewarded for it. You know, he gets a good bounce off the back wall, and he gets rewarded for it. Where was he on the second goal? Standing right in the slot, about, about five to seven feet away from Allmark, maybe ten feet. And he gets the puck. Well, you let him get the puck there. That's going in the net. You know, he, he's deadly from there, but he's there. And that's, that's my problem that I have. It's like, get to the net. With that shot you have, get to the net. 
and he did it, and he deserves credit for that. I, I don't care if it was a 5 nothing, 5-1, 5-2 game. I thought throughout the game, it was a better game for him. Now, we've seen time and time again, over the years, he is a streaky goal scorer. So does two goals going in the net, does that get him going? Does he score nine goals in nine games? Because that's kind of what he does. And then he goes away for 17 after that. So, um, you know, maybe at least he can get going a little bit and start putting the puck in the net. And that that, that would be awfully helpful when you lose uh, Tage Thompson for a significant time. All right, Paul, well, Winnipeg, then Chicago, then Washington, a three-game road trip coming up. Uh, before we talk about that road trip, the Sabres' home woes just continue to pile up here. They st- it's just they can't seem to establish home ice. Losing record. They've had four blowout losses, too. Um, this is obviously not going to help what they know is to reestablish some home ice advantage here this season. Yeah, th- th- this could have been played on a pond. It could have been played in your backyard. It could have been played in Boston. It could have been played in Buffalo. It could have been played on a spaceship on the way to the moon. The Bruins were going were gonna to dominate this hockey game. It didn't matter where it was going to be played. Uh, so this one I don't really worry about as far as home ice. But, you know, there are a lot of similarities to what we saw last year to the season that are, that are going down this, some of them. Not everything, but going down the same way. And, you know, when, when do they get to their game? Well, Tage Thompson is a big part of their game, so... I really can't say right now. I, I don't know if they were even going to get to it with Tage Thompson, but because they didn't weren't showing signs of it that on a consistent basis to be able to get to it. So, you know, Kyle Oposo said they're going to have to have some hard conversations in that room now, and uh, you know, and, and they'll see where it takes it from there. But they don't they don't come home here until the day after Thanksgiving. It's the next time they have a home game. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they're going to be in Winnipeg, then they go to Chicago, and from Chicago they'll go to Washington, and uh, then, they'll, then they'll come home, and then they'll play that uh, home game uh, the day after Thanksgiving, and then it's back on the road again. And you can check me on this, Brian. I believe it's eight out of nine on the road coming up. Uh, so, so, yeah, because you've got St. Yeah. Louis after that. And you've got Rangers. New Jersey, the Rangers. And Carolina to start December, you're right. Yeah, so I believe it's eight out of nine on the road coming up. Maybe that's a good thing for them because maybe they'll start playing the way they did last year on the road and they, they can get on a roll. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if they do, if they start playing like they did on the road last year, they can get on a roll. Yep. All right, Paul. Well, monster news with Thompson there. Uh, let's finish with Oposo. The ceremony, very well done. I know we chatted about it a little during the intermission, but um, I know – at times, there's the argument to be made maybe why Oposo should not have been brought back. But if you listen to the video and you listen to the teammates talk about him, all the reasons for why the Sabres valued bringing him back were on display tonight. Yeah, and they do so well with ceremonies now. I mean, it's such a, such a difference in the past couple of years. Uh, uh, they have such talented people now that are able to do the job and, and do it well. I, I even enjoyed the great big pucks out there. You know how when yeah. you score your first NHL goal, you put a tape around a puck. Well, they had those great big pucks out there with some of the highlights from Kyle Oposo's career. I thought that was very clever, whoever came up with that idea. And uh, just everything they did uh, to have the family there and how they family announced the starting lineup and everything. It, it was really, really well done. I agree. Well said. Paul, thank you. Have a safe trip to Winnipeg, and uh, we'll chat with you on Friday.
Okay, sounds good. All right, Paul Hamilton there down in this Sabres media room. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers post game. One final timeout. If you want to get a call in, uh, now's the time to do it. 803-0550. Uh, you can also send me a tweet at Brian WGR. When we come back, we'll get the scores and the standings and uh, look ahead to Winnipeg. 5-2 Bruins. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Upstate Honda Dealers post game on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Down to the corner. Five minutes remaining in the second period. Dylan Cousins off the wall. Sends it up top. Shot wide. Rebound scores. Victor Olofsson gets the Sabres on the board with his first of the year. 5-1 Bruins. 4.53 remaining in the second period. Well, Victor Olofsson, the, one of the lone bright spots during the game, finally getting his first goal of the season. He would later get his second. That was the only scoring for Buffalo tonight. They fall to the Bruins 5-2. to two. They're now 7-8-1 in the standings. I will update you on the NHL standings in a moment here as we welcome you back to KeyBank Center on the Upstate Honda Dealers postgame. Visit your local Upstate Honda Dealers today. Scoreboard coming up, but first let's grab a call here. Let's go to uh, Brian in Williamsville next here on the postgame. Hi, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to say um, it was great to see Kyle Poso get his 1,000th um, game in. In Buffalo, um, not just in the NHL, but in the city of Buffalo, playing there at home. And the second thing I wanted to say is um, the goaltending was um, okay at best tonight, but when the UPL went in, he looked very sharp and very good, and I was very surprised by that. I didn't expect him to do as well coming off the bench. All right, Brian, thanks. Yeah, Lukanen's been playing really well this year, so um, I'm guessing we'll see him Friday in Winnipeg. And it was a nice bounce back after Pittsburgh the other night. So yeah. you want to talk about you know just letting that game go pretty quickly. Um, UPL definitely did that. Let's read a couple of tweets here as we get our Serve Pro first response from the fans. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster. You can give me a tweet after each and every game at Brian WGR. Uh, Pat, to no surprise, a lot of uh, interesting gifs coming in in response to the Thompson injury. Uh, <laughs> we've got some tears. You know, of course, we've got some words I can't say on the radio. You know, after we know what happened with the Bills last night, today with Ken Dorsey, now finding out about Tage Thompson. I mean, this is uh, the low point for both the Bills and the Sabres quickly here in the season. Yeah, I mean, it has the potential to be a, a backbreaker. For, for the Sabres team. Now, Paul's right. There's opportunities for other players to step up, uh, and you've got plenty of guys that, that can score. And, you know, when Alex Tuck comes back, you know, he could be one of those guys that's leaned on to to, to pick up some of the, the slack that Tage Thompson, you lose with not having him in the lineup. So there's plenty of players that can can really add to that, that offense and really get things going. Kirk tweets in and says, on a night the Sabres honor their captain and on a night when Buffalo sports fans really need a boost. Sabres don't show up. Again, empty seats and an embarrassing effort against a division rival who's the NHL's best team. Brutal. Don't have much to disagree on that. Uh, let's see here. Some other tweets coming in at Brian WGR. Uh, Kickflip says, both seasons might have hit the, lo- hit the point of no return in 24 hours. 
No. I, <laughs> it feels it feels like that at the moment. It really does, and uh, we've, we've talked about it. How once you get to American Thanksgiving, the teams in a playoff spot overwhelmingly. It's not all those teams, but overwhelmingly uh, stand a better chance of making the playoffs. Um, so yeah, this is another another hit towards towards that. Two tweets about Patrick Kane. One, both of these in response to the Tage injury. Steven says the Kane signing might be inevitable now. And then James says, no way Kane signs here now. Okay, which way do you want to spin that? With if, if Let's say Thompson's out for two months. If there, look, he got hit hard on the wrist. Mm-hmm. If there's any sort of broken bones, broken wrist, whatever there, I mean, that's at least probably six to eight weeks. Oh, no, wrist in hockey is really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Does that make the Kane news... More likely or less likely with this injury? I don't know that it changes it. Okay. But if you want to talk about how do you replace what you lose from Tage Thompson, I don't think Patrick Kane was, um, you know, at the end in Chicago and eventually traded to the Rangers. You didn't see the best version of him uh, by the end of last year, as evidenced by the offseason surgery, which has kept him out rehabbing to this point. So I think if you get a healthy and rested, one of the best players that we saw for the past decade plus in the league, I mean, now you're talking about, uh, it comes down to maybe term and the amount of money you're, you're talking for, for a player of that caliber at uh, in, in this stage of his career. But that's one way to, to really pick up a lot of those goals that you're going to lose. Thanks for the tweets. Thanks for the calls. 5-2 Bruins, the final. Let's check the rest of the scoreboard. We go around the league here as we go back to Pat Malacaro. Thanks, Brian. It's brought to you by Alex's Place in Batavia. Oh, man, now I want ribs. And we'll start in St. Louis where the Blues have goals from three different scores. Colton Pareko, Jake Verana, and Jordan Cairo. 3-0, they lead the Lightning just underway in the third period. Nashville just picking up a 2-1 win over the Ducks just by Cam Fowler's second of the season. 2-1 is the score. It is the Stars lead the Coyotes a minute and a half into the third period there. Also just underway in the third, the Jets, Buffalo's next opponent, taking on the Devils and Winnipeg with a 3-2 lead. Just about to drop the puck in San Jose tonight where the Sharks and Sam Reinhardt, again, one of the top players in the league recognized for uh, star honors, uh, is the Panthers taking on the Sharks tonight at 10.30. Reinhardt, 21 points right in the year, 11 goals, 10 assists. While the Flames trip up the Canadiens 2-1, it was Charlie Lindgren with 35 saves in a shutout effort for the Capitals. They shut down the Golden Knights 3-0. And it was the Penguins, 5-3 winners over Columbus, Bryant. All right, Pat, thank you. So with Boston's win, 12-1-2, and two, 26 points. Seven-point lead on second-place Florida. I mean, that's that's amazing. I mean, they, they obviously, they are actually on pace to break their record from last year at this moment. Amazing. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about it going into the year. Now, you couldn't, couldn't expect this type of start, but, I'm not betting against the Bruins anytime soon. They've got to show me they can't make the playoffs for me to think they're not actually going to make it. Yeah, they're going to make it <laughs> for sure. Uh, Florida in second with 19, seven back of the Bruins. You just mentioned they're going to play in San Jose tonight. Detroit with 18. Then you've got Toronto with 18. Tampa and Montreal with 16. And then Buffalo with 15. The Sabres are only better than Ottawa in the Atlantic. Uh, three points better, but Ottawa has three less games played. Not and they're one of the teams playing over in uh, Sweden, I believe, this week. This uh, the NHL uh, Global Series. The four teams are playing over uh, in Stockholm starting uh, two days from now. That's right. Those are some fun games. Uh, I was in Stockholm for that Sabers Tampa Bay series, uh, which they really embraced there. It was a fun time. I know I'm seeing some pictures from 
Senators fans and Leafs fans and some others that are there. So uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I know you went on the, the trip to, what was it, Finland and Germany? Yes. 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 When the Sabres first made their trip over. Yep. And then I went to the one in Sweden. Like, I think, you know, whenever the Sabres go next, like, if fans are listening and thinking, like, hey, should you go? Like, yes. It was a great right? experience. I totally, yes. yeah, I totally agree. I would agree. Yep. All right. NHL standings brought to you by Native Pride and Tall Chief Cigars. Stand tall with Native Pride. 5-2, Boston victorious. Again, the big news of the night here. Tage Thompson will miss significant time, according to Sabres head coach Don Granato. So that is not good news at all. Obviously, the expectation is that he'll go on injured reserve. That'll open up a roster spot. We'll see uh, what happens with that. But just, you know, really, really bad news for the Sabres' best player offensively uh, that he will not be in the lineup, obviously, for quite some time. The road trip starts Friday in Winnipeg, then uh, Sunday in Chicago, and then Wednesday in Washington before Buffalo comes home for their next home game next Friday after Thanksgiving. That's a 6 p.m. puck drop. And, of course, all these games, we'll have it right here on the Sabres Radio Network and on WGR, other than, just a quick programming note, Sunday, the game in Chicago at 7 o'clock. The Bills play the Jets at home at 425, so Bills, Jets will be on WGR, and Sabres, Blackhawks will be uh, on our sister station, News Radio 930 WBEN. So just a, a programming note on that if you're looking for the Sabres on the radio on Sunday, maybe while you're, uh, you know, if you're watching the Bills game or uh, driving home from the Bills game and you're looking forward, it'll be on News Radio 930 WBEN on Sunday. All right, before we go tonight, uh, a great annual event to help uh, feed more Western New York as well as City Mission, the Buffalo City Mission. Uh, it is called uh, Turkeys for Tickets in conjunction with the Sabres and Wegmans. Uh, information at Sabres.com or at WGR550.com. But we spoke with a representative from Feedmore and also from the City Mission uh, during the first intermission tonight. Uh, so before we go, we want to let you get all that information about that, and hopefully you can participate. Uh, so let's hear that interview about turkeys for tickets from our first intermission tonight. Okay, 3 nothing Bruins. We'll get you highlights and Pat's scores from the NHL night coming up. But a great annual event that we want to get information about. Turkeys for tickets to benefit the Buffalo City Mission and Feedmore Western New York. And uh, two kind gentlemen here to join me here. Colin Bishop from Feedmore. Dorian Volts from City Mission. Good, good after, good evening, guys. Nice to have you both here. Appreciate good it. Good evening. Thank you. Dorian, we'll start with you. This event every year seems like yeah. it uh, gets bigger and better. So why don't you give us the details on this year's turkeys or Tickets for Turkeys event. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's, a, it's a great event. We love being a part of it. We love partnering with Feedmore and Wegmans especially. Uh, when we go into this event every single year, it's always exciting. It's always exciting because with Buffalo being who Buffalo is, being a community, this, that city of good neighbors, you feel that. Even at 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock, you know, people start lining up, you know, to – pass off a 20-pound or heavier turkey, they get they get some Sabres tickets, you know, and uh, even when the Sabres are having an unfortunate year, they're ready, they're there, and they're they're excited about it. So it's a lot of fun, really, to be there and, and get to interact with not only the fans, but the people who already know our two organizations really well, both of us working with not only food and services and securities, but really working to build a better Buffalo together and hand-in-hand hand doing so. And it's a huge uh, benefit to Feedmore Western New York. We have 400 partner agencies that we work with around our four-county service area. And this year alone, 
we are expected to distribute 8,000 turkeys. That's the request of us from all of those partner agencies in the need in the community to make sure that they get into the homes of people who need it for Happy Thanksgiving. So it's a huge need, and events like this are a way that we collect all of those turkeys for the year. So uh, our thanks to Wegmans, our thanks to the Buffalo Savers, our thanks to Odyssey and WGR 550 for bringing this event to the public, making it happen, because without all of that and bringing the people together we wouldn't be able to get the turkeys out to as many families in need as there are yeah and and Dorian you kind of mentioned it it seems like the, the passion in Buffalo for their sports teams and also the passion for helping the community it seems as though like when you have events that kind of can go together that obviously seems to like springboard everybody who want to be a part of it absolutely yeah and you know as um as colin had mentioned you know that that need they're getting in things to specifically to the families you know that's something that i don't think you'll find a buffalonian anywhere that's not passionate about that not passionate about their fellow neighbor and you know homelessness has increased 34.7 percent last year to this year in you know western new york which is an astonishing number and you know you see that across just you know economy things like that where people are falling on hard times so the the joy that even just a a thanksgiving meal can bring somebody you know it seems like a real simple thing that a lot of us would take for granted this is something that will truly bless somebody and we'll you know we even have turkeys that will be passing out on uh, 1120 and 1121 between 10 and 12 at our downtown center off 100 east tupper street and the faces it's it's our, just our one of our favorite events of the year yeah and collecting them here i the actual turkeys for tickets event is a, a highlight for me the people bringing them in the interactions with everybody the excitement that they have to see some sabers alumni and interact with everybody and get that voucher it's fantastic yep. dorian volts from city mission and colin bishop from feedmore here joining me live at KeyBank center to talk about the turkeys for tickets event Colin, let's just get into the specifics now here before we throw out the dates and the times here. People pull up to Wegmans. We'll give us the locations in a second here. And just what's the procedure like for those that haven't done it before? Yeah, it's very efficient. So uh, there's usually a line that you pull in and get in line. Um, a volunteer will come to your car. You don't have to get out. Just tell us where the turkey is. We'll take it from you. And somebody from the Sabres will give you a voucher for, for two tickets. Uh, so it's real pro- a real simple process. Uh Inside the Wegman stores, if you come to one of those locations, uh, they do have vouchers inside as well. If you want to purchase at the register a turkey there, and, and that way you don't even have to get in line. We'll just pick those up at the end of the morning. Excellent. So, yeah, so even if you don't have a turkey ahead of time, you can show up to one of these locations. And, uh, Dorian, so it's this upcoming Thursday, two days from now, yep. starting at 7 in the morning. Started at 7 yeah. in the morning, and, you know, maybe Saber to himself coming to your car to, to pick up a turkey or um, a Saber's alum. I know they're hoping to have some of them there. So it's going to be a really exciting time. We look forward to a, hopefully what's a huge turnout for a huge need. 7 to 9 a.m. So if people are maybe on their way to work in the morning, just how long of a procedure is it? Like how much plan, t- much planning time should people have in advance for something like this? It really depends. You know, it depends. A lot of the lines, they move pretty quick. You know, we've been doing this for, for quite a number of years, partnering with Wegmans, Feedmore, and the Sabres, and it's, um, it's usually a pretty quick procedure. However, it can feel a little, <laughs> little tedious sitting in the line. But once the line gets moving, usually you'll be you'll probably be in and out pretty quickly yeah. as long as you enter at the right you know the right side you exit at the right side which all that information is on their website as well yeah. it, uh, it, it moves quick uh, I'd say if you're there right at seven that might be um, one of the slower times because there will be a lot of people that line up early but it moves and it's efficient once you're in that process excellent locations 
Uh, there's one here at KeyBank Center, the surface lot um, that you can enter from Baltimore Street exit, and then two Wegmans, one in Amherst, the Alberta Drive location, one in West Seneca uh, at 370 Orchard Park Road. And again, for every 20-pound turkey dropped off, or the equivalent of a 20-pound turkey, the Sabres uh, will give you a voucher good for two tickets to an upcoming Sabres home game. You'll get that voucher right away. There's a list of games, so it's not even like it's just one game. There's a list of games that you can choose from there, and uh, then you can go ahead and use that promo code to get those. And you can also purchase additional seats if you want to bring more uh, for that game. So what a great event. Dorian Collin, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it, and it looks like the weather's going to be amazing on Thursday, too, so you won't even be out there standing in the snow. It's going to be like (laughs) 60 degrees. It's going to be great. Beautiful. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. All right. Appreciate it. All right. That was the information on the Turkeys for Tickets event that's going to go happen again this Thursday, November 16th, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, you can come here to Key Bank Center, the center uh, surface lot. Enter from the Baltimore Street area. Uh, you can also go to Wegmans and Amherst on Alberta Drive, Wegmans and West Seneca on Orchard Park Road. And, again, for any every 20-pound turkey dropped off, the Sabres will give you a voucher good for two tickets to an upcoming Sabres game. You can get more information uh, at WGR550.com uh, or at Sabres.com. Again, uh, turkeys for tickets to benefit the Buffalo City Mission and feed more Western New York. So a great event that's coming up on Thursday. Hope you can donate and help out that great cause. All right, Sabres had a rough one tonight. They'll be back at it on Friday at Winnipeg. 8 o'clock puck drop. We'll have the pregame at 7. Hoping you'll be with us then. For now, though, we're going to say goodnight here from downtown Buffalo. I want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer back in our Amherst studios. Thank you, TJ. Paul, Paul Hamilton, our reporter here, down to the room tonight. Thank you, Paul. Pat, Pat Malacarl was our producer here. Tom Maddie, our engineer. Mike Shope had the pregame. And for Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray, I'm Brian Colziel. Again, the final, Boston 5, Buffalo 2. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again on Friday right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t